Frank Abbott was pleasantly occupied in forgetting that he was a detective inspector. Certainly no one meeting him for the first time would have suspected him of having any connection with Scotland Yard or the inexorable processes of the law, though he might just possibly have been a barrister. He had, in fact, been intended for the bar, but his father's sudden death had necessitated some occupation more likely to solve the immediate problem of food to eat and a roof over his head. With more relations than anyone in England, his paternal great-grandfather had married three times and done his duty by the nation to the extent of having some two dozen children, he had never lacked a social background. In the country he could stay in almost any county without having to incur an hotel bill, and in town he received a good many more invitations than he was able to accept. When he was younger, his immediate superior, Chief Inspector Lamb, always on the alert for symptoms of wind in the head, had composed a special homily on the subject of social dissipation and its inevitable and deteriorating results, which he delivered so often that Frank could have picked it up at any given point and finished it for himself. Although not now so much in use as formerly, it was still liable to be dug out, refurbished and delivered with undiminished vigour. Tonight, however, was a carefree occasion. His cousin, Cicely Abbott, and her husband, Grant Hathaway, were up in town and giving a party to celebrate the extremely lucrative sale for export of a young pedigree bull. The party was small, intimate and amusing. It is also memorable for the fact that Anthony Hallam was present and that he and Frank spent a good part of the evening picking up threads and bringing themselves up to date after a five years' interval during which they had neither met nor written to one another. Out of sight had perhaps been out of mind, but no sooner were they once more in sight and touch than the old liking was strong between them. Old friendships do not always endure as characters develop and circumstances change, but in this case each was secretly a little surprised to find how quickly the five years' gap was bridged. When Antony urged him to come down to Field End, Frank could very easily have refused, but found that he had no desire to do so. It's old Jonathan Field's place. He's some sort of a cousin of my mother's. There's no wife, but he's got two nieces. They're giving a dance, and I've been asked to bring another man. They'll put us up. I suppose you get an occasional Saturday night and Sunday off? Frank nodded. If it hadn't been for Jonathan Field's name, he might have said no, just like that. As it was, he said quickly, The Jonathan Field, the fingerprint man. Regardless of grammar, Anthony Hallam said, That's him. Extraordinary hobby. He has the fingerprints of everyone who has ever stayed there. His version of a visitor's book. I asked him whether some of them didn't object, and he wagged a finger at me and said he would nourish the deepest suspicions of anyone who did. Frank said, That didn't exactly answer the question, did it? Oh, he didn't want to answer it. But I asked Georgina. And who is Georgina? Anthony laughed. The laugh had a warm, pleased sound. Wait and see. She's the niece who lives with him, Georgina Gray. I won't attempt to describe her. Didn't you say there were two nieces? Oh, the other one is a sort of cousin, not really a niece at all. Her name is Miri Field. She's a recent introduction. Little bit of a thing, with eyelashes. It was at this point that Cicely came up and made a face at them. If you two think you are going to talk to each other instead of dancing... They both groaned. 
Frank said, He was describing the latest girlfriend's eyelashes. I can't wait to see them. Cicely was still just a little brown thing, but she too had eyelashes, and when she was happy she had her points. She was certainly happy tonight. She caught Frank's hand. You can dance with me, and Antony will be lucky if he gets Vivia Marsden. She's going to be a top star in ballet. Cicely herself was like a feather in the wind. Frank looked down at her with the affection which his cool elegance belied. The mirror-smooth fair hair, the eyes of a cold and icy blue, the features which he had inherited from his grandmother, the formidable Lady Evelyn Abbott, combined to produce a somewhat daunting impression.' 